Yesayo Gwedi, uh, Osea Pena. This is Pastor Brad Abley with the Heart After God Bible Teaching Ministry, a ministry that is designed to take you deeper into the Word of God. Amor Ahinya, and I'm happy because I get to be with you in this broadcast, and I am happy for my dear friend and ministry partner, Pastor Paul O'Chin, who does a phenomenal job interpreting for me. It is amazing how well he does, and uh, it it enables me to just focus so well when I'm there in Kenya and he's interpreting, or whether, um, whether I'm uh, preaching from home and he is interpreting from the studio. Either way, it is a blessing to work with this man of God. Now, are you ready for the Word of God? Opakiesu, hallelujah. Now, we are going to be starting in John 118 today, a brand new series. We're still going through the Gospel of John, but we're doing a an isolated series on the Father Heart of God. And this is part one titled, Jesus Reveals the Father Heart of God. And it comes from John 118. My friends, Osea Pena, this type of teaching from the Word of God, not because I'm teaching it, has the ability to change. Listen carefully. It has the ability, truly, to change and transform the church of Jesus Christ throughout Kenya. It's that powerful. It is that transforming. And so I want to urge you to pray for me for wisdom in this brief series. I don't know how many parts we'll have to it, but I also want to encourage you to get as many people listening to this broadcast as you can. Church members, pastors, bishops, uh, non-Christians, friends, relatives, co-workers, let them know about this series. And if you, if for anyone that misses it, they can always go to my website and listen to the broadcast there. So I'm going to, what you will need to do is get a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen and write down the website so that you can share it with others. I'll, I'll try to remember to mention it a couple more times in the broadcast. The name of the website is Brad, B as in boy, R, A, D as in David, Abley, A, B as in boy, L, E, Y, dot com. Let me say it again. Bradabley.com. That is B as in boy, R A D as in David, Abley, A, B as in boy, L E Y dot com. And if you go to the podcast section of that website, you'll be able to pick up the broadcast. Now, before we begin or before we go any further, let's pray 
and trust the Holy Spirit. We just say, be rojo maler, glorify the Father and the Son by the way we respond to this message. May we come to know you, Holy Father, uh, through your work, Holy Spirit, through your example, Lord Jesus. And may it result in us bearing enormous fruit, both presently and eternally. And my prayer is that these broadcasts would bring revival to the church of Jesus throughout Siaya and beyond, throughout Kenya. In Jesus' name we ask, amen and amen. Jesus reveals the Father Heart of God, Part 1, John 1, verse 18. And, and John the Apostle tells us, No one, that word is emphatic in Greek, no one, absolutely no one, has seen God at any time. And what John means here is not a theophany, what is a theophany? A theophany is a temporary, momentary manifestation of God. This is not what John is referring to. He is referring to a visual face-to-face -face all the time, without hindrance, without limitation. That's what John is talking about. He says, no one has seen God at any time. The only unique God who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. Let's read that one more time. And I encourage you to meditate on it and really, beloved, memorize it. He says, no one absolutely no one has seen God at any time. The only unique God, he's referring to God the Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. Brilliant, marvelous, Amen. Now, the reason for the in-depth teaching of God's Word that I bring week after week, the reason that it is so vital is because without it, my friends, Osiapena, we really cannot know Him as He wants us to know Him. That is the greatest reward of life itself is to know our triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And apart from that, listen, our lives cannot be changed as powerfully as he wants them to be changed for his glory. My wife and I, her name is Maureen. She is a marvelous, marvelous woman of God, marvelous wife, marvelous friend, marvelous co-worker in the ministry. I love her greatly. She is God's gift to me. 
And I'm so grateful to God for his wisdom and the miraculous way he brought us together. Well, we just celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary, 40 years. Now, humanly speaking, we have both enriched each other's lives immeasurably during that time. Thus far, we've grown together and we have become so much better individually than we would have become without each other. And that's a powerful influence. But listen, if that holds true for us as human beings, my friends, Osea Pena, then infinitely more when you and I come to know and depend on God our Father. The purpose of this radio broadcast is to establish just that, to know God more, to know him more and more, and to represent him better and better to each other and to those that don't yet know him. Now with that, let me ask you a very important probing question. If I were to ask you to describe the nature of God in just one word, what would you say? Now, when I bring, when I ask this question, I have never, no one has ever responded with the word I'm about to respond. And that's why I'm focusing on this. If I were to ask you to describe the nature of God in one word, what would you say? I know you've already thought about this. I'm going to answer in a moment. If I were to ask you to describe the nature of the relationship between the Father and the Son in one word, how would you describe that relationship? Well, the answer to both questions can be found in Psalm 27, verse 4, and right here in our, in our verse today, John 1, 18. Now, I would urge you to memorize Psalm 27, verse 4. Listen, my friends. If you saw the stack of notepads that I have collected since I got born again in 1980 of memory verses, I have memorized by the grace of God, I'm not boasting, I have memorized probably thousands of verses from Scripture. And I want to urge you, if you're a preacher of the gospel, all the more reason to memorize Scripture, but we're memorizing scripture, not simply for the sake of memorizing, but to meditate on the word, to pray the word. Just today, earlier today, I was swimming for exercise, but I also use my time of swimming for prayer. And I have been battling frustration and discontentment and crying out to God for answers, for wisdom, for understanding. And what, what the Holy Spirit was able to do is during my swimming time to bring to the surface a few verses to help me to walk in his peace. And I quoted those verses, and sure enough, that tension 
that heaviness broke because the awesome power of meditating on the word and quoting the word. So here it is, Psalm 27 and verse 4 says this. One thing, one thing I have asked from Yahweh, that I am seeking that I may dwell in the house of Yahweh all the days of my life to behold the beauty of Yahweh and to meditate in his presence. Yahweh in the Old Testament refers to God as personal, active covenant keeping. And that word is used twice as much as the regular word for God, which is simply God, Yesai, or in Hebrew, it's Elohim. Yahweh appears some 6,823 times in the Old Testament, telling us how personal, faithful, and good he is. One thing I have asked from Yahweh, that I am seeking that I may dwell in his presence all the days of my life. To do what? To behold. That Hebrew word behold means to contemplate with pleasure. Think of that. To see as in a vision. To behold the beauty of Yahweh. And to meditate, notice, in his presence. You can do that anywhere you go. I was doing it while I was swimming at the YMCA. I don't have my own pool. I wish I had enough money to have my own pool, but I don't. But I, you can meditate on him when you're doing chores, when you're walking, as you're going to sleep, when you wake up, at any time, at in any location. Now, Koro, the word beauty can all, the Hebrew word is noam. Would you say that with me? Noam. It's where the word Naomi comes from. Noam also can be translated pleasant or delightful. Now, Koro, I'm telling you, my friends, Osiapena, that when I ask you the question to describe the nature of God in one word, I bet no one came up with that, unless you've heard me ask that question before, which I did back in July and August when I was there with you in Siaya. But now you know. Now you know that the nature of God, if you ask what is God like, he is pleasant to be with. He is delightful to be with. Would you say this with me? Would you say, Nyasai wonwa, erokamano ahinya, that you are pleasant, that you are delightful. Now, 
My friends, Osiapena, you may be uncomfortable saying that. That's okay. It may be difficult to say that. That's okay. You may be struggling to say that. That's okay. But what we want to do is make that a part of our normal prayer life because eventually what's going to happen is it will become part of your nature. You will believe it to a greater extent and it will change the way you see God the Father, the way you relate to Him, the way you relate to others, the way you talk about Him. It will change your prayer life. It will change the way you praise and worship Him. It will change the way you read His Word. I'm telling you, my friends, this is the truth. I've been walking with God for not, since 1980. It works. Now, that is the background. Psalm 27 verse 4 is the background to John 1.18. And, and it explains so well this relationship that is marvelous between the Father and the Son where John describes the Son as in the bosom of the Father. That is a picture of deepest intimacy. We're going to talk about that more as we go through this message. It is a picture of deepest intimacy. You know, I always get up way much earlier in the morning than my wife does. But when she gets up, we always embrace. It is the highlight of my morning. I hug her. And it isn't just a quick hug. It's a long hug. It's a, an embrace. Why? Because my love has to express itself. My lover has to step out. It has to act. That's an affectionate love is what I'm talking about. You see how the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to use language that we understand. We're talking about Jesus revealing the Father heart of God and few places is the Father heart of God revealed better than right here in John 1.18. And I'm, I'm telling you, we are going to take a long time on this verse alone. And why not? Who, where, where is it written that we have to rush through the Word of God? <laughs> Why can't I preach on one verse for several weeks? Is there anywhere in Scripture that says I can't? No. But that's the way we get the most out of God's Word is when we dig, dig deeply to bring out its treasures. That's why we're taking our time. Okay? Yesai wonwa. Hallelujah. Amen. Yesai o gwedi. Yesai o heri. Amina. Now, I'm going to say something else that surprises me. It astonishes me, as, as a matter of fact. You see, teaching on the Father heart of God has, over the years, become a significant part of my teaching ministry, even if that's not the direct subject. 
In fact, I've written a book on the Father Heart of God, which is available on Amazon. But I've paid fairly little attention to John 1.18. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm very, very surprised. But you know what? That's the thing about God's marvelous, matchless word. Listen, it is so very, very deep and wide that it would take a thousand lifetimes to plumb its depths. That's why I love God's word so much, a hero. And that's why I just cannot get enough of it. Listen, no wonder the psalmist exclaimed, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Psalm 119, verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Would that Christians would love the word of God as much as this Old Testament writer, probably Ezra, who wrote all of Psalm 119. By the word, the word law, by the way, the word law is simply another word for the word of God. It is Torah, which is the teaching or instruction of Yahweh. That's all that it is. Now, Let's get back to our text. You know something amazing here in John 1 is this is the first time John has used the word Father in his gospel thus far. And how does he introduce the Father? Oh, if you're not sitting down right now, you better sit down because this is, this is shattering. How does he introduce the Father? Think about this carefully, my friends, by showing relationship, the awesome relationship that the Son has with the Father. Now, Koro, beloved, what we see here in verse 18, listen, is an open invitation for you and for me to have that kind of relationship as well. Did you know that nothing was or is more important to our Lord? <laughs> and there's so much more. The Father heart of God, the subject of God the Father, is a major focus of John's gospel. How do I know that? <laughs> you might want to write this down. You're going to be shocked, and then I'm going to have to start to close. It is such a major emphasis in John's gospel that John uses the word father 137 times in his gospel. But Matthew uses it 64 times. Luke uses it 56 times. And Mark 18 now, if my math is accurate, Matthew, Mark, and Luke combined use the Father 138 times. That means that John 
uses the word father almost three times as often as Matthew, Mark, and Luke use it. That is astonishing. And it's extraordinary. Now, the example we see between the Father and the Son, the intimacy revealed to us, it's real. But listen, beloved, it's also modeled for us as the kind of relationship that you and I can have with the Father and the Son through the Holy Spirit. Oh, how rewarding our faith is. I'm not saying that our faith is not difficult. We go through hardship. We go through tests. We go through trials. We go through afflictions. But God, our Father, means to use it all to, to build perseverance in us, to, to build humility in us, and so that we can better minister to others and so that we can become more dependent upon him, less self-righteous, less arrogant. And so, though I don't want to go through hardships, I thank God for every bit of them because I would not be the kind of man of God that I am today without them. And I have a long, long way to go. Holy Father, I pray for every man, woman, young person, and child that is listening to this broadcast, that you would stir their hearts and my heart and all that we would hunger and thirst to know you, Father, as our Father, and your goodness, your pleasantness, your delightfulness, and help us to then be able to explain who you are to others as well. It comes down to hunger and thirst. And that's what I'm asking, Holy Spirit, that you would daily create that hunger and thirst in us. And Father, I want to pray for needs right now for the listening audience. For those that are struggling with finances, I'm asking that you would do miracles of provision for them. For everyone, for orphans that are always on my heart, for widows that are always on my heart, for families, for every situation, every situation. Father, I pray that you would bring healing in relationships as men, women, and young people choose to forgive whether they feel like it or not, reconcile marriages, knit hearts together of fathers and mothers. Father, I'm asking that you would set people free who are on drugs, who have lost hope, who are addicted to alcohol. Oh, Jesus, by your great power, Come, be Rojo Maler, and break those things off of the people now. Be free in the name of Jesus. And 
I'm asking, Father, that you would bring physical healing to bodies all over this listening audience. If you have a need, my friend, by faith, put your hand on that area of your body. And in the name of Jesus, release your power, Lord. And bring forth widespread healing and salvation throughout this broadcast. Revival throughout CIA for the glory of God in the name of Jesus. And let no man touch your glory. Amen and amen.